It's not easy being green. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm uh, Ken Taylor. And I'm John Perry. Well, this week, what are races? Could be nicer being red or yellow or gold. Convenient color-coded divisions of humanity into black, white, brown, and yellow. You know, Kermit's green. Uh... You're white, I'm black, what's the big deal? Well, Ken, what exactly is race? People think race is in our genes, but there's not much truth in that idea. Well, the markers of race, hair color, skin color, uh, eye color, they're genetically determined, so why deny that race is, John? The shape of your toes is genetically determined too, but there's no hammer-toed race. But maybe there's race is still a social reality. Race, biological fiction or social fact? Philosophy talk. Tell us your views. Stay tuned after the news. Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Thank you for downloading this episode of Philosophy Talk. Your support helps keep Philosophy Talk on the air and online. We appreciate your support. And as always, thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Ken and I like to think of ourselves down at Stanford at Philosophy Corner with a couple of friends and maybe a few brewskis under a tree. Yeah, that sounds good. But actually, we're at the studios of wonderful KALW in San Francisco. And our topic today is our human races. What are human races exactly? Well, Ken, I remember back when uh, in the late 40s and early 50s when I, started, time uh, long, uh, when I started going to school, the textbooks were pretty clear. They said mankind, that's what they called it then, mankind. Humankind, we'd call it now. Yeah, is divided into races. That's the big division among humans. And there's the Negroid race and uh, the Mongoloid race yeah. and the Caucasian race. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Why do the black people and the yellow people get the oid and the white people get the, you know, why aren't there Caucasoid race? Well, we'll have a program on that someday. Yeah, right. And then there yeah. was a races for the uh, Australian natives yeah, and the right. Eskimos. I don't remember their names. Now, I mean, was that just all wrong? I mean, it looks like there are these big divisions and, you know, they, they look different. Their eyes are sometimes different. Uh, well, that's true. They, the people do look different. They do have different eye colors. But as we said earlier, they have a different uh, toe shape, too. I mean, these divisions were supposed to tell us something deep about people and deep differences about people were supposed to be tracked by these divisions. But uh, it just turns out to be completely false, complete gibberish. I mean, so complete gibberish. Well, it's under if it's false, it can't be gibberish. Well, Okay, but it's 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 pretty much false. I mean, there are no salient, deep salient differences between people based on these shallow uh, characteristics. I guess very... I guess now with DNA, they can actually see how similar different people are, and right. they just don't track what we call racial similarity. Right. Now, now, some people think that you know it's wrong to think that racial concepts or racial categories are supposed to be biological. They're inherently social. They're like socially constructed, as 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 people sometimes say. So even if even if races aren't biologically real they're socially real social constructions who could who could argue with that well i mean anthony appia our guest uh, in a little while is going to argue with that i think uh, oh, i see yeah. so uh, so races are just just uh, fiction just fiction from beginning to end yeah but if that's really well, right why, how why, come did, why did we come up with this idea well, of a big deep biological division between I, people of different colors i mean i have a theory i don't know it's uh, what it if it's true but my theory is you know the the europeans encountered these people who were different and they wanted to subjugate them and they had to invent some categories to justify their subjugation so the whole thing is tied up with uh, you know 
bad practices and all that stuff. And I mean, how about that? How about I suppose that? the Europeans get all the blame again. Yeah, right. But you know these racial categories. Uh, I mean, a big problem for them. They're supposed to be. Uh, they're supposed to be. You said like three or four divisions of people. Well, take a black person and a white person. Suppose they they marry. Right. Well, what is their offspring? I mean, take a person whose one parent is half white and half black and the other person is uh, Asian person. What is that person's offspring? That seems a little odd, don't you think, John? Well, I don't, I don't, it's not odd. It's, it's absolutely normal. Yeah. And it's, it's the essence of America. My family's got, uh, you know, I, half my grandchildren are called white, half are called black. Yeah, you come from a polyglot family. Uh, we're going to ask our callers to join us in a little while at uh, 415-841-4134. Tell us what you think. What, uh, what are races and what difference do racial differences make? On the subject of mixed races or, uh, uh, multiracial people. Uh, we've got a very interesting piece coming up from our roving philosophical reporter, Amy Standen. Every 10 years, the government asks Americans to choose a race category on the U.S. Census. It's not an easy question. In 2000, 7 million people chose more than one box, giving some indication of how many Americans consider themselves to be bi or multiracial. It's probably a statistical nightmare for the bean counters at the Census Bureau, but it makes for a much truer description of the country's increasingly mixed-race population. Today, we're hearing from two of them. My name is Phyllis Durr. My name is George Bridges. I'm African American, Native American, and Irish. I guess I consider myself biracial, but the assumption usually is, is that I'm black. I grew up in a small town in Ohio, and so everything's black or white, even if you're mixed. It really wasn't until I moved to California that I started to see more that people think often I'm what they are. For one group of friends, you're not black enough. And then for another group of friends, you're not Filipino enough. And um, you try to be more black. How is that possible? What I remember most is in college, I really, really wanted to fit in. So I was really preppy, and I was really trying to fit in with the upper class. But then as I listened more to where they were coming from, I began to realize that that wasn't the right route to go. So I became more, you know, Afrocentric. I've always had the opportunity to join the Black Student Union or in the charters, they state that it's open to anyone that's interested in, in joining, as long as you meet the requirements and that sort of thing. But, you know, that's what it says on paper. But then in real life, you know. <laughs> I feel less Irish than anything, but I had to embrace the Irish part of myself to get rid of the hatred I have towards white America. My challenge is just to not get caught up in the negativity. It's kind of, well, you know, this is a part of who I am. Either you don't have a problem with it, or if you do, then you don't need to be part of my life. <laughs> the whole classification thing just kind of bothers me. In the black community, if you're part black, you know, you should really have a kinship to the black community. And it's really looked down upon if you honor any of your other races. Because, you know, the struggle of the African-American has really, really been a struggle. Not that the Irish-American hasn't struggled or the Native American hasn't struggled. Get to a point you just say, wait a minute. We all have had some type of struggle. With my daughter, I make it a point to 
make sure she understands that it's about the person and how it doesn't matter color income level religion i mean i think race matters and i think we really need to look at it in america we don't like to look at race that's maybe a responsibility of people of color who are of mixed race and just trying to bring communities together because we're really a gift to society you can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.